All right, Jack fans, and welcome back to the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. Here we are on a Sunday late, well, pretty much dinner time, it's six o'clock in the in the evening, and I'm here in Nacogdoches while Jacqueline is tucked away safely in Tyler, Texas. Hey guys. And so, uh, obviously, we're a little bit happier this week. You get it? Happy, happy um, that the Jacks pulled out a victory in San Antonio versus University of Incarnate Word. And, uh, man, couldn't we couldn't be happier. Hopefully this is a start of winning streaks and coming back into the conference and really starting to, you know, push for getting, you know, back up to the top where we where we were and, you know. And obviously that next step is this Wednesday at the home game this Wednesday, which we'll talk about in a moment. But let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about the background of Incarnate Word and coming into this game a little bit. So, uh, Jacqueline, what were we in conference coming to this game, one and three, yeah? Yeah, so us and Incarnate Word both were one and three in conference coming into the game. Right. Um, their one win was versus Nichols. Who beat us? Um, maybe even by seven. Yeah. Free conference games. Um, so UIW had two games that they played some pretty big teams. Um, took some pretty big L's. They lost to LSU by forty-one and wow. by fifty. Wow. Um, last year matchup between us and UIW, we beat them by twenty at home and nine on the road. Mm. Um, overall, matchup between the two of us after this game, we're now nine and one. Um, only time they beat us was in 2017 uh, at their place. So they did. I think they uh, won by about two points. Was the last time we played them. So, however, random stat about UIW: they are the number one NCAA D one free throw. Free throw shooting team in the country. Their team free throw shooting percentage is eighty one percent. Wow! In in the country, wow, that's insane. Yep. Wow. Well, and that really showed, I think, during the game too. You know, because uh, I mean, just uh, even though we won this game, guys, it was still it was still a battle pretty much the whole way, which. To be fair, it really shouldn't have been. But anyway, regardless, we won the game at the end of the day. That's all that matters. Getting the dubs. We've said that before. Yeah, that's, that's we'll, we'll... Uh, okay. <laughs> but still couldn't have been quite close, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and start discussing um, – just the game and some stats, obviously, and high points, low points, like we normally do. And um, again, this is one of those games where Jacqueline was the more keen observer of the game because I had um, other other things that were going on. I had I went to the Woodlands for Saturdays uh, for during the day to go see my my nephew. He's actually he actually plays basketball for um, <coughs> the Y in the, in the Woodlands, and so. He was having a game on Saturday, and then he also had, right after that, his uh, honor band concert. He plays the tenor sax. So it was a long day, and I went to Houston to do all that stuff. And so 
I missed the majority of the first half of the game, but I was following whenever I could via ESPN app. And then I was able to watch majority of the second half uh, here and there. So I, I was able to catch some of the game, but Jacqueline obviously was, you know, there to watch the entire game and knows obviously the ins and outs of the entire, uh, everything that happened during the game. So I'm going to leave it up to her and I'll chime in where I remember from the game. But I mean, overall we had a better shooting game. I feel like way better, way better compared to the previous few games. The free throws were better too, but we'll, we'll get to all that. Um, Right. So I guess, well, before the, to start off, before the game even started, um, and again, I wasn't there in person. I was watching this on ESPN3 app. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever the feed came on, uh, so again, I was kind of doing the same as I did last week. I was listening to the announcer on TV, but then I had one earbud in listening to Rob. Um, and so the announcer on TV was saying that we... So before the game even started, UIW got to shoot a free throw for a technical foul because yeah, I heard the about this. Officials called a technical foul against us for during the warm up, and the announcer was I'm sure exaggerating it, but saying that uh, they called it on Mitch for dunking that his elbow was in the rim. Which I don't even know how. No offense, Mitch. I don't think Mitch could get a high enough for his elbow to be in the rim. But anyway, that's um, insane. But anyway, so I, I texted my dad, of course, and asked if he had ever called that or seen that call, and he said no. So it's. But, I mean, I know that they can call that during warmups, but I, again, I've never seen it done. Um, yeah, there so, was a lot of uh, post game chatter about that on Insta- on uh, Twitter too. And there were so many people just saying, like, I thought they did away with that rule or or something like that. Because I was just like, I just don't remember that ever being an issue before. Yeah, Doc. But I guess they, and again, I wasn't there. So I don't know exactly what they said. But my guess has to be that they said that it was just the, the same that they would call a tech um, during the game. As if it was just too too much hanging on the rim and whatnot. But That's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, again, if they're, I don't know, if they're doing it in warm-ups, it's not, it's not disrupting play or anything. So. Exactly. It's it's a warm-up. The game hasn't even started yet. That's it. So, anyway, a little Ridiculous. bit of a call there, in, in my opinion. Um, however, I will say the, the announcer, um, <clears throat> I'm blanking on his name, anyway, uh, at this moment, but... Anyhow, he did make one statement that I, I did completely agree with. And, I mean, uh, we've, we've talked about it the last few games because there have been a few specific calls that were quite egregious, as we've said. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, you know, the announcer was saying that it, it was obvious that we were kind of letting the officiating get under our skin a little bit too much. Um, True. We even did agree a few of the calls that they weren't. Or agreed with, you know, our sentiments that the calls weren't that great, but, um... So he wasn't I, I, as biased as the other guy? What? So you're saying he wasn't as, like, biased as, say, like, the UNO guy that was, you know, just... Oh, no. Man, I can't... Uh, I think his name was Van Chancellor or something. Yes, yes, that's it, that's it. Yes, that's it. 
so he, I mean, he had no bias in this game. Well, that was good. Either way. Um, but so there were a few times where he's like, yeah, that wasn't really a good call, but he did point out that we were kind of letting it get under skin a little bit too much, which I thousand percent agree with, as I've said in all my, um, you know, rants about not gripping about officiating unless it's absolutely terrible because, I mean, at this point, we have a lot, we have had a lot of adversity and a lot of, a lot of things and odds stacked up against us. Right. Uh, so it's kind of easy to be like, man, one more thing, you know, the officials made a bad call or this or that or the other. But at this point, we just have to focus on what, what we can actually control. And the officiating is not one of those things. Right. Um, Absolutely. No, I agree. Got to push forward. But, um, so anyhow, here's the overall stats. Our overall free throws were 73.3%. Mm-hmm. Much, much better. Absolutely. Um, actually, the second half, it was 78.95%. Wow. Almost 80% the second half, and that's when we really needed them because, you know, like Alex was saying earlier, this this game was a, a battle the whole time. It really was. Um, we kind of started off strong, um, really strong, actually, and then kind of let them come back on us, and at halftime we were only at about four um, I know I was kind of having feelings of the previous game against the privateers where we started off really good and then let them come back in. And I was like, not again, not again. Here we go. Yeah. <sighs> you know, so. Second half, they actually outscored us by one point. They did. Um, so toss up or whatever for us to end up winning by three right uh, but we but we did win guys yes we did win by three the final score was 74 71 uh we did win the game these are happy 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 times at the moment and so i'm just hoping this really you know just sails us into wednesday on on a high and on a you know energized note one can hope yeah so our, our overall uh percentage is 54.8 not bad. Our, our overall three-pointers was 31.6, but yeah. that taking into account that the second half, it was 12.5. We made one out of eight in the second half. Yeah, um, not, not so good there. Completely abysmal. So, Absolutely. Um, the, but, I mean, to be fair... Yeah, I mean, but to be fair... Uh, Incarnate Word's three-point percentage wasn't that great either. Theirs was 36.4. So, you know, they were only just maybe a few percentage points higher than us on on three-pointers. So they weren't doing too hot on the arc, too. Yeah, they did pretty terribly the second half, 25%. Yeah, um, yeah. So, the end of the game was 16 turnovers, which Still, no bueno, in my opinion, but no. it's much better than the 22 turnovers we had last game. So, well, yeah, I mean, um, we had 14 last game in the first half, and then we had just 16 total the entire game this week. So that is, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good improvement. Still not great, but way better than what happened last week. It's a solid improvement. Um, All right. High, high points of the game, well, the, the first one I want to mention, it kind of goes both ways, I guess. But um, anyway, in the first half, um, Shannon fouled and the announcers, made, I think they kind of jinxed us because he made a big point to point out that um, that was the first foul Shannon had gotten in conference so far. So he's played four conference games so far and not gotten a single foul 
Um, so then, of course, he finished the game with four fouls. Of course. But, uh, that is. <laughs> strong start, though. Right. Um, so starting the game, we had Yvonne, Seth, Shannon, Nate, and Sammy. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy started off the game with our first three-pointer. And then right whenever the second half started, he made another big three. Um, so okay. Good game for Sammy. He had 18 minutes. Um, two of two from the three-point line. They, but there was, those were the only two three-pointers he took. Um, hey. Only one rebound. I feel like he threw a little bone in that, and he got four fouls. He did. He did. Um, he almost fouled out for sure. But a good, good game there. Um, big high point, and I'm so glad that we got a W so that this wasn't taken away from any. But um, – Kevon joined the Thousand Point Club. He did indeed. Um, early in the first half, I think it was his maybe second or third shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a huge accomplishment. Um, right. Congrats to Key for for becoming the thirty first. He's the thirty first player in SFA history to join the or the Thousand Point Club. So we are so proud of you. And hey, Bud, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Most definitely, and. I mean, he's, this is only his junior year, so... Exactly. I was about to say, the kid's only a junior. I mean, holy moly. I know the, the last few, I feel like I've seen join the Thousand Point Club, I think they were seniors whenever... Yeah, um, I think so, whenever so. Thomas joined, I think he was a senior, yeah. Yeah, and I think Trey was as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Kevon can keep on earning, heck. So, awesome job there. Um, we actually did have some really nice defensive pressure, and it's with that, and I, I don't just talk to about defense for nothing, but that was, that was really nice. Um, this was making some really good moves in the paint, and actually, Kevon was, too. This this game, Kevon really did not shoot outside hardly any. He made one three-pointer, um, mm-hmm. and a, a lot, a good majority of his points were from just taking it to the bucket one-on-one, and I mean, up to day one since Kevon started playing, he's just one of those players that I, I don't think there's anybody who can contain him one on one. So no, I really, I mean, and he can shoot at the outside shot too, but I much prefer to see him, you know, take it to the hoop and make his man play defense on it. Especially um, if his if the threes like aren't falling, you know what I'm saying? Like if there's a game where he's just he's on fire from from the three, cool. But you know. If he can just take it to the rim, and that's the best possible opportunity to score, and you know it's going to go in with that layup, then do it. Just hammer it home every time. And a lot of his points also came from free throws, too. Yeah, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and he tied with Devontae with uh, defensive rebounds. So, again, like you said, he was really – he was really pushing it for defense, too. Yeah, really, really great game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Actually, Kevon scored in the first half um, on a on a little drive move. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one note I did make, this was kind of funny. It's not really relating to the game necessarily, but uh, it's, uh, you might have caught this part. I don't know. But um, in the second half, there was um, a play where Nate went way out of bounds after the 
the ball, and um, there was a kid standing literally right on the sideline. Just I don't know what he was doing, flying, not paying attention to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nate went went to the floor and rolled out of bounds, and I mean, almost took this kid out and caught like caught the kid, grabbed his arms around him as he's falling and sliding out of bounds uh, to keep from knocking. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I I didn't see that. I didn't. Yeah, running. I'll have to see if I can find the video clip of it anywhere to post. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, he was running dead sprint. Mm -hmm. On the floor, rolling out of bounds. And you can see the, like, four people within the camera frame sitting on the sidelines, you know, making facial expressions like, oh, no, but not not quick enough reaction time to try to do anything. And as Nate's sliding out of bounds, he just grabs him. Um, That's awesome. So, oh, my God. Out there, Nate. Right, I know. And, like, of course it's Nate when he's – he, who else would honestly be running at full speed and then gets out of – and then, like, starts sliding – who else would that be other than Nate friggin' Bain, to be honest with you? That's that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I'm gonna have there's gotta be a video of it out there. That'd be great. I there I'm sure there is somebody. I know someone has one somewhere. Come on, guys. I should, I should have recorded it on my phone. But anyway. It's okay. Um so low points obviously kinda of sucked that we started off the game with a with a text, but I, I yeah. that was a little silly myself, so I'm not I'm not mad at us about that. Um Stop fouling. We really did kind of foul a lot. Um, let's see. We had 20. Okay, well, they had more fouls than us. That's where it felt like we were fouling a lot. They had 26 fouls. We had 20. Yeah. Um, um, I think the majority of ours were in the first half, though. Right. And I, and I also will say, too, they really, really kicked our butts on bench points. So people um, coming off the bench, they had 30 bench points. We only had nine. They did, but, man, I mean, we were getting to where we have, what, like, three people off the pitch who come in? Exactly. I mean. Yeah, yesterday we had four people come off the bench in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, eh, not very many. No, Um, there's not a lot of options there. We're running kind of low. Yeah. We did blow the early lead very quickly, which was. Kind of took the wind out of our sails a little bit, but mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, they stuck together and persevered and we bounced back. Um, we let them get several back doors because I'm not even going to use the language that I did on my notes. Um, yeah. But we did. We did quite a lot. And and I even saw, um, well, you did too because you commented on it. I think Matt um, Atkins had tweeted We'd never seen a team give up the back door so often, and um, we yeah. agreed that we talk about that every every podcast. Um, Literally all the time, we comment on the ridiculous and obscene amount of back doors that occur. Um, and we've we've talked about this before. Like we know that you guys know what a back door is because you've scored using a back door cut before. So it's like it, this is not a foreign concept. But I feel like almost every game, except for maybe a few this season. There's been just like an outrageous amount of backdoor cuts, and we just kind of like forget that the basket's there, or forget that there's you know a man back there. Like it's just yeah. Yeah, and one I, I am gonna use this as opportunity to, to 
get a little soapbox about that because another another thing that would help on the back door is if we communicated better on screen. Yeah. And oh. we had a bit of a very unfortunate incident yesterday. Thankfully, he's okay. Um, Thank God. I was so scared. John, of all people, which if it was anyone else, I wouldn't have even been worried when they went down. I would have been like, oh, yeah, that was a hard hit. That sucks. Um, that was going to hurt a little bit tomorrow. But, yeah. uh, of course, that'd be fun. Right. Like, you know, uh, surgeries and everything and came back and then he takes a really hard hit on the screen. Um and had to be carried off. Yeah. Um, I mean, hard enough where he had to be carried off by Nate, Kevon, and Shannon. I mean, come on. Yeah, which, like I said, he is A-OK. So, no, no, like, major injuries there. But we got to talk on screen. Because a lot of that backdoor action could be cut down if we talked on screen. And, you know, you you just don't want to chance your teammates getting hurt just because you're not communicating. And, Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say whoever I played, if, well, I mean, it's kind of obvious I was always the smallest one on my team. So, like, I was going to be pretty pissed off if you didn't call and talk on a screen and I got just completely, like, caught off guard running into a brick wall of a screen. Because mm-hmm. all you have to do is be paying attention and call the screen. Like, it's really not that hard. And yeah. so, I was a player, if I ran into a screen just blind ran into it because my teammates weren't watching and talking. I was pissed. We were going to have to yeah. Um Absolutely. So, you know, be aware, communicate, talk on screen. And I feel like that kind of goes with, you know, obviously the next kind of point was, you know, some points from improvement, you know, making sure you guys are just communicating on the court, you know, and I feel like it's gotten better, but there are some instances, especially like in that, for example, that, Communication on the court with your teammates is so important, especially when we're having so many different personnel on the court at all at all times. There's always a different starting five. There's always a different person on the court every five seconds, it feels like. So really you guys like you have to communicate. You have to. You know? Yeah, and that's an excellent point because I was I was thinking about that pretty hard yesterday during the game because whenever whenever I played, I was fortunate enough that Really, majority of the girls I played with in high school, we had played together since Little Dribblers, which started in first grade. Right. So we we knew each other's playing styles, our tendencies. Like we knew what each one of us was going to do before we even did it. So we didn't even really have to communicate that much because we just knew we knew, um, you know, each other's strengths and weaknesses and whatnot. Well, yeah, but, uh, exactly. These guys a lot. I mean. Uh, I'm giving y'all flat on this because uh, a lot of you are new and you don't even know the plays yet. You might not know the position that you're playing at this game because it's different than last game. You know, last game you played the three and this time you're playing the four or the five or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I get it. I totally get it. That's why it's so important to communicate because you, you just got to know where each other at and what's going on. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, anyway, agreed. 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 All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment to continue talking about the Lumberjack victory from uh, Wednesday, not Wednesday, sorry, Saturday. I'm getting my days mixed up, man. Oh, like it from Saturday evening in Incarnate Word uh, in San Antonio, Texas. And of course, we will talk about 
upcoming games, uh, some announcements, and of course, announce our What Do You Mean winners as normal. So stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, Jack fans, and we are back. Still so happy and riding high off of the W from last night. Um, just, just a great, great feeling. You know, we love, we rather do these podcasts after, after W's cause it's just a lot more easy spirited and fun. And it's hard to do them after, after, you know, after losses. So let's just keep the W's flowing, you know, let's just keep them. Let's just keep them coming. But, uh, anyway, I just have to comment real quick on my roaring fire that I have right now in my, <laughs> in my fireplace. It is spectacular and warm because it is pretty pretty chilly in Nacogdoches currently at the moment and Jacqueline Jacqueline made some uh, delicious uh what'd you make again tonight chili yeah yummy yummy is right anyway so uh let's go ahead and talk about the upcoming games and of course some random announcements including our what do you mean winners so don't forget guys we have two home games in a row coming up uh, the next two Wednesdays of January, we have Wednesday, January 23rd. So this coming week versus Abilene Christian, that game begins at 630. Uh, and then, of course, the week after that on January 30th versus Central Arkansas at 630. So pretty easy to remember. The next two Wednesdays in a row, both at 630, both home games. Pretty easy to remember. We fully expect there to be Plenty of people there on Wednesday and from here on out in the rest of the season because school will be back in session officially at SFA and all the students will be back. So we hope and we pray that the students will come out in full force like they have been whenever school's been in session and really creating that home court advantage environment that we're so used to. You know, like it's so important that they're there. Yes, agreed. And this this Wednesday against Abilene Christian, that's that's going to be a big game. That's so a huge I game. Really hope the Purple Haze session really supports and shows that because I, I think that'll make a big big difference on on our energy and kind of drive on that game. Oh, I agree. I mean, Abilene Christian has been playing so well this season, like kind of out of nowhere. So <laughs> we we really need the support. Really need the fans in the stands. And everybody wearing purple and showing up to support the Jacks. And um, so make sure you guys are there Wednesday, 6.30. And as an added bonus, my mother will be here on Wednesday. So there's a pretty good chance that we'll have Mama Tess in the podcast on Wednesday. Or at least in the background yelling random things in the background during the podcast. Because she'll be here. <laughs> Most definitely. I can't wait. Oh, God. It's going to be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so just get ready, fans, because things are going to get weird. Anyway, so uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's do our what do you mean. Jacqueline, what do you mean? All right. So we, we only had two. Um, two good ones, though. This week. But they're both two good ones. So we're just going to read both of them to you. So. To refresh, this meme was a little shot of a huddle during a timeout. Um, 
from coming from the killer's bat and straight straight on to Shannon. Oh, um, Shannon. He kind of just has sort of a tentative look on his face, like. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what Keller was saying, but there's lots of things that he could have been saying. So Right. He just has like um, a confused, like, what? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? What are we doing? Face. So, uh, our um, faithful follower, Dave Whitlock, um, his caption was, you want me to shoot from where? <laughs> um, Longhorn <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I don't think there's really many places that Shannon can't shoot from, and I've, I've said that before. That's true. Um, he could probably shoot from, you know, uh, the other basket and still make it. I mean, for God's sakes. Um, so that was one. And then uh, one of our past winners, he's usually pretty active on them, Ryan Horn. Yeah, we love Horn. Um, when that double-layer burrito hits you, because it's talking about, y'all slow the tempo down. <laughs> I honestly love that one so much, Horn. That was awesome. I was crying because <laughs> I think we've all had that moment when the double layer burrito hits you and you're like, ooh. Listen, anytime you have Taco Bell, it is not usually a good choice. No, no. And so I could just see like that being a literal like occurrence on the court where you're just like, that, that was always a question I always have. Like, what if you have to like go to the bathroom or it's an emergency, like number two during a game. Like, what do you do if you're on the court? Like, do you just, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta be giving your coach the eye that you, you need a sub and hope for a dead ball or call a timeout. Good God. Yeah, That's like biggest fear. Never, that would be my I'm biggest not. fear. If I, that was happening or something. I'm the type of person that I can't eat. Directly before any kind of workout, it just doesn't ever sit well with me. So I never ate before um, the games. But I'll say one of my teammates. I mean, she would because I mean, in high school, okay, there would be the JV girls game, then the JV boys game, then the JV girls game. I mean, the varsity girls game. We'd have two full games before our game. Right. And she'd go to a concession stand and get a burrito pie and eat all of it, and I was just like, "What? Uh, There's no way." We would be having some major problems if I did that for days. Absolutely. I mean, not with my stomach. There's no way. Absolutely zero. Whenever I was in track and field and I would have my track meets, because, you know, track meets, they're all day long. Oh. All day. <laughs> and But thankfully, usually the field events, so my events, the shot put and discus, are always, like, in the morning. So once we get those things over with and done, like, we just have to sit and just chill the rest of the day, which is great. But it's like... Thank God they're in the morning because if I had to wait and sit around all day, it would not be good. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. No. Absolutely not. So, yeah, we talked about Kevon hitting the 100-point club. Yeah, that no. 1,000-point club. So, again, congrats to Kevon. That's a huge accomplishment. We are so proud of you. Again, we just wanted to reiterate that, that, I mean, just a huge milestone in your career. So, keep it coming, Key. Let's get to 2,000 points. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean. I wish. We could make it to 1,500. At least. I think I think that's totally possible and doable, no, to be honest with you. possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything is possible. Okay. So, 
few more reminders for things coming up this week. Actually, uh, two, actually three new things that are coming that are coming this week. Uh, so first off, tomorrow, not only do we have Coach Keller Roadshow happening at seven o'clock at CC Smokehouse. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be able to go there for the entire thing this time oh, and yeah. not speeding for like frantically down 59 to get there. Uh, but because obviously tomorrow's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so it's a holiday, so we have no school blessings, first off. Um, and so we've had a three-day weekend, so tomorrow I'll be able to go to that, no problem. Uh, but before that is a uh, meeting for the SFA Rewards Token Club. It's kind of like a uh, 101 meeting where they're going to really instruct and teach people how to use it and really get more people involved in understanding the whole program as a whole. Um, which is a great idea. Thank you, Wally. Because again, I mean, I'm pretty technologically sound, but this whole Tron wallet thing and tokens has it going like way over the head. So (laughs) I'm going to need some instruction. And I think a lot of people will really take up, you know, take them this opportunity to, to, to attend. Um, so not only is there a meeting tomorrow, so the meeting is at six to six 30, which is perfect. That means I can leave there and go straight to CC Smokehouse. So it's like, I feel like you did that on purpose. Bless you. Bless you. And then, um, so that's meeting number one. Again, that's tomorrow. And it's going to be in the STEM building. So the brand new, beautiful STEM building, uh, room 103. And then, of course, um, they're having another meeting on Tuesday. So they're having one tomorrow and one on Tuesday. Same time, same place, 6 o'clock to 6.30 in the same room, STEM 103. And they're going to do the same thing again. So um, I have a feeling they're going to do a couple more of these, I'm sure, throughout the season or semester, just again to get more people understanding the whole process. A couple things, make sure that when you come to the meeting, if you are coming, that you have the the app, the Tron Wallet app already downloaded on your phone uh, to make it a little bit more easier. And then um, lastly, on Wednesday is our home game, obviously, versus Appling Christian. Uh, Before the game, there will be a area set up pregame over somewhere, either inside or outside, I'm not 100% sure, where this will be the first kind of test token rewards drop of the year of, of this whole program. So um, I believe it said online that just a normal athletic event is like five tokens. Um, but they said something about maybe there'd be a bonus wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So make sure that you come to the game on Wednesday with the Tron app already downloaded. That way it's a smoother process. And um, we'll explain more as soon as we learn more. I'm assuming Monday, tomorrow night, I'm going to be like a plethora of knowledge. So when we do the post-game show on Wednesday, I'm going to have it all just, it's all going to be like second nature. I'm going to just spout it all off real quick. So I can't wait because I'm excited to know more and I wish I could go in person. So you'll be a good note Hopefully I might've convinced Wally to have it like live streamed or recorded at least. Um, so that way people oh. that can't go to these meetings can at least like watch it later and or watch it live from wherever they're at. So maybe they'll do it. Let's, let's maybe cross our fingers there. Um, but yeah, if not, I will, I will take my notes and I will come back and be a expert on the Tron wallet. Hopefully. So that's all the stuff coming up. We're super excited for these next two home games. Um, really excited to be back, obviously, in Nacogdoches and ready to continue on this season on a high note and really just 
make a big surge and, you know, hopefully come away with, you know, landing in the top or at least for God's sake near the top. I mean, we just, we have to have a, we have to go to the tournament again. There's just no, there's no if and fins or butts here. You know, I'm, I, w- I would be devastated because we, uh, ugh, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not even going to think about it. Anyway, anyway, positivity, positivity, Jacqueline. Yeah, we're only going to put good, good karma out there. Good vibes, good karma, good, just good stuff. Just good stuff. All right, so Jack fans, we love you. It is time for dinner. I need to go make my tacos. <laughs> I know I'm hungry. I'm finally getting hungry. I need my tacos. Anyway, I'm going to go make my tacos. We will see you at the game on Wednesday, the 23rd at 630. Um, do not forget to follow us on social media, both on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure you're commenting on our pregame What Do You Mean challenges. We love it when you guys do it. Keep it up. It's fun for us because we just like memes. We just like captioning funny pictures. So keep them up. Keep them coming. All right. Always remember, Axe and Jacks. Without you.